0: Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Midwestern-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Midwestern artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Rolling. Rolling. Tonight on The Sound we bring you the second full-length album from Luke Hendrickson titled A Place to Call Our Own. Luke is a country musician out of Rochester, Minnesota whose unique take on classic country sounds evolves more and more with each release. A Place to Call Our Own is something of a concept album in that all the songs combine to paint a picture and tell a story. And just like his previous releases, Luke isn't afraid to tackle intensely personal subjects on this album while keeping things relatable for the listener. Tonight, Luke fills us in on what he's been up to since his last album, including awards shows, UK tour plans, and getting played on podcasts in Italy and beyond. And as always, we'll hear some great stories from behind the tunes. I'm Bill Stonberg. Put your worries down and your feet up as we take you through Luke Hendrickson's album A Place to Call Our Own, tonight on The Sound. (laughs) The sound.
1: Died in the cab of a pickup truck. My dad died in the cab of a pickup truck. In a dirt floor garage, thank God my mama didn't find him. I was just shy of four, so sometimes I need reminding. The dad died in the cab of a pickup truck. My dad died too damn young in that pickup truck. slumped over in a pickup truck i don't care about the make but i wish i knew the model did the fumes come slow or did he push on the throttle my dad died in the cab of a pickup truck just a young sick man at the wheel of a pickup truck
0: That was 1987, that is the first track off of Luke Hendrickson's latest album, A Place to Call Our Own. Uh, Luke Hendrickson from Rochester, Minnesota, uh, one of the hardest working musicians I know, Um, fantastic new album, Um, new to us anyway, I've been trying to get you in the studio here, (laughs) oh I just gave it away, and here he is, Luke Hendrickson's with me tonight. Um, How you doing Luke?
2: I'm great, I'm great.
0: Good, you, good. Yeah, um, like I said, it's been a while trying to get you in the studio for this, because um, you're you're a busy guy, you know. Um, and I, I want to talk about the tunes too. See, it's it's tough because uh, we kick off with 1987, and I just want to say, like, like I said, you're one of the hardest working musicians I know. Um, you've got a killer sound. You've got a killer band, um, and you also you dig deep. You know I mean your songs are very personal you know they're very um like you just lay it all out you know and get into it you know is that um um I don't know can you talk about that for a little bit
2: yeah I mean it's it's uh it's gotten easier to do that I think um I have I don't know I have simultaneously have a hard time writing you know fluff Sort of, you know, if I go back to the earliest songs I tried to write, you know, they were probably just, you know, just first chorus, first chorus, you know. And then as you figure it out, I don't know, I think with with the last album, uh, especially with the response I got from Good With The Gun and kind of the feeling I got from writing that song Mm -hmm. and putting it out there and then kind of other leaning into more personal stuff as opposed to, you know, we're drinking and partying and whatever. Right. Uh, It just gotten easier. And then, yeah, like 1987, and um, some of their songs on this one. They just, I, I chose to just lean into that, you know. Right. Um, it might be cliche to go, that's uh, you know, the therapy or or whatever. You know, you sing about stuff or write about stuff rather than talk about it. Mm-hmm. At least, at least I do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but deciding to write something like that and then just not keep it to yourself, you know, to put it out there. It, it was that was a bit of a um, i struggled mildly with Mm -hmm. that, with deciding like, is this, especially to open the record, like, is this too on the nose? Is it right? You know, right. But the feedback I've got from playing that, uh, in live settings and for friends leading up to recording it, just, it just all encouraged me and led me to, to decide that. Yeah. That's just what it needs to be. Right. If people don't want to hear it, that's fine. They don't have to, Mm -hmm. if it's too much,
0: I'm sorry. You know, uh, or not, <laughs> mm-hmm. but right. Yeah. I'm just leaning into it. You yeah. Know? Just yeah. Well, and I think, you know, like you said, it's, you know, maybe kind of cliche to like say, well, it's cathartic, you know, and stuff like that. But I think it's cliche cause it is, Yeah. you know, I mean, it just is, that's kind of part of art, I think, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, uh, digging in and, and then showing things to people, you know, um, whether it be about yourself or about them or, you know, I think most of the times when we share about ourselves, it reflects in others, you know. I think that's, you know, that's all part of it. Yeah,
2: whether the uh, exact circumstances are the same or not. I mean, right. there's there's similarities or just, yeah. The, the feeling of just that you're being real, I mm-hmm. think, is important. And I, I that's yeah. how I listen to music as well right? right. a lot of the time. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that helps uh, uh, audiences and fans connect with you, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's why, I mean, that might be why you have such a strong pull. Oh, cool. You know, I think that might be part of the draw. You know, um, and then okay, there's there's a lot to dig into here mm-hmm. um, because you've also <laughs> everything from like I said, you're very busy. So everything from I mean, you had a UK tour planned, yeah. Um, that that has since followed through, but you know, I want to get at, get to that. Uh, you showed up on an Italian podcast, you were telling me? Yeah, there's you been know? a
2: couple, actually. Wow. Couple, yeah, things keep popping you up. You know, I
0: mean, all kinds of stuff. You uh, you were nominated for a bunch of awards, ah. or, or at least at least two, right? Uh, it was four. Four, yeah, four. wow. Thing. Yeah, Midwest uh, Country Music Organization. Yep. Is that what it is? That's right. Yeah. Um, what else? And, and constantly touring, you know? Uh, boy, where should we start? Um. You're the boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how about, um, I want to get into all that stuff, but right now let's kind of coast off of, uh, the songs themselves, you mm-hmm. know, you dig in you tackle the tough subjects. This whole album, um, is kind of an outpouring, you know, like it feels like it's really from the heart, you know, uh, there's a story, you know, that it takes you through.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad you picked up on that. And then
0: also, there's you know, uh, like we were talking before, like I cut the album down kind of for this show, mm. um, and and we took out uh, Open Seas. Mm-hmm. But even you know stuff like that where it's like an instrumental kind of interlude, almost track. You yeah. know, uh, some of the tracks have some long instrumental breaks and and uh and take you on a journey. You know, where you're going this direction, and then all of a sudden the song goes another direction. You know, um, was that conscious going into the writing of this? Like you know, were you Like, did you know pretty early on that you had this big story to tell or? Um,
2: Early on, as in before it even happened, no. But so this is coming off the heels of um, early COVID and all that stuff. Right. Like I had um, a lot of touring planned after the release of the first album, which obviously went away. That didn't happen. And so I think a lot of us were just kind of in funks, you know? Right. And I was, uh, I had not written anything for what to me felt like a very long time. And it probably had been six months or so. And one day I just got like, I don't know. I just wrote, um, now I used to know, now I can't remember, but it was the the first two tracks. It was 1987 and Morning Doves. I wrote mm-hmm. one of them and then like, I was like, Oh God. And then the next day I wrote the other one. I'm like, okay, something's happening here. Right. And so that just kind of kicked me in the, in the, in the ass a little bit. Right. And, um, from those, it, it felt like there was, yeah, there's something here. I didn't know it was going to end up being like a full length thing. I thought, well, because I had other songs too that were not quite as, um, oh, I don't know, I guess heavy or mm-hmm. somber or whatever. And so I thought, oh, that'll be a little EP, four songs or something. Okay. I think I have a couple ideas. But then, yeah, the way it came together and the way I started going, you know what, I like long songs, I like instrumentals. I've been dinking around with all these. I got ideas on my phone, stuff I've recorded. That by themselves, you know, just me and acoustic guitar doesn't really seem like much. But mm-hmm. when you get together with guitar and and tie it in, try to tie it in between uh, the melodies and the lyrics of the song, it started to make a lot of sense. And it was a really organic thing. Cool. Yeah.
0: So it, it's almost like it, it sounds like it just kind of came to you yeah you know well let's uh you mentioned it uh, we just played 1987 um, let's go ahead and play morning doves our right. second track um, I'm here talking to Luke Hendrickson uh, we're going through his album a place to call our own um, it's his latest album and uh, this track is the second track called morning doves and you're listening to it on the sound on 89.5 KQAL. <laughs> Morning Doves. That's the second track off of Luke Hendrickson's latest album called A Place to Call Our Own. And I have Luke in the studio with us tonight. Uh, Luke, so um, we're kind of talking about the whole album is uh, uh, is kind of like a story. It takes you along a journey Um, um how do you write when you sit down to write? Do you like, like, do you get an idea in your head of a lyric and then sit down with a guitar? Or do you get like a melody and then try to put words to it? How does it Yeah, come that's
2: out? a, that's kind of the age old question, right? How do right. you write? Um, I've always had a hard time answering that because I don't, at least, I don't feel like I have a process that's laid out for mm-hmm. sure. But if thinking back on it, it seems to me that Whether I have and I do have chord progressions and little things on the guitar that I'll save, you know, on my phone or whatever, but the song doesn't actually begin until I do have something. Whether it's it's got to be words is what Mm. I'm saying. It's got to be a chorus, a line, a feeling. And it seems to me that if it's worth something, it just happens, you know, for the most part. Um, but yeah, it usually starts with words, and I'll try to match up. I'll just try to, you try to find a melody. If you get words that, that feel good and flow, um, you go, okay, is this going to work in song form rather than just the written mm-hmm. word? So try to find a melody and you know, it starts out maybe as just a basic, maybe even hokey kind of thing. Like, you know, just a, but the more you play with it, you just got to play with it. At least I do. Right. Keep playing with it, right. try to match yeah. it up with chords, change the key around. Um, and then just go from there. And then, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's just... it, it can be different every time. I mean, uh-huh. songs have started based on like instrumental things too. Okay. okay. And if I can pull a melody out of that... Um.
0: So kind of whatever the seed of the song Basically, is, you just, you yeah. know, you water and tend to that, and it, it'll grow into something. That's stuff, a long right? way to say I don't know my process, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Or maybe it's that you uh, go about it in different ways, depending, you know, right? Yeah, that's safe to say. On what the idea is, yeah. you know. So that's kind of cool. I like that, you know. Um, um, maybe that's what keeps your stuff fr- sounding fresh. You yeah.
2: Know? I, um, you know, nothing against anybody who writes a uh, formulaic way or, mm-hmm. or whatever, but, yeah, I just... I've never still been able to go, okay, I'm going to write a song today.
1: Right. You know, that's never,
2: yeah. I've tried to sit down and just pull something out of thin air, you uh-huh. know, but I just, for me, it's never, It's it's never right. worked out. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 I think, I think that's how it goes with good stuff. You know, it just kind of comes, you know, it's either there or it's not, sure. you know, really. Uh, th- oh and the next song so then the next tune we're gonna play um is called homeland mm. and i want to talk about this for a minute because uh it, it this one sounds to me like it's got um like a theme that's kind of uh maybe even even larger than the immediate story of the album or your immediate story like mm. it it seemed to me or, and maybe it's just me you know um but uh when i hear it it just seems like it uh Oh, it's something that a lot of people can relate to. Sure, you know, something like that, maybe. Um, y- y- do you want to tell us about the story to the specific track? So, or?
2: yeah, Homeland. Um, is, is this is a pretty unique one in that I didn't write the words.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. So
2: Homeland is a uh, it's a poem. Okay. Uh, I have a friend. Her name is Victoria Ruiz. Okay. Um, and she's a poet. Is uh, pretty established, as far as I'm concerned. She would probably tell you, just like I would, that oh, you know. not. I'm just a, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just someone I'm who just, somebody, around with yeah. Cards, yeah. but you know, and she writes all the time, more than anyone I know. And mm-hmm. she submits poems to publications and different, she's had some stuff published and she's in a lot of writing groups. And, uh, and I've read quite a bit of her stuff when she posts it online or she'll, or I'll be at their house and I'll see it. And, uh, I don't know. It was in the middle of all this writing of, of this project coming together. Mm-hmm. I read this particular poem and, I couldn't tell you why or what, but I just, just thought, oh, I wonder if I just, I think I just started playing around the guitar and trying to see if I could sing this poem. Right. And I think it happened fairly quickly. Um, and I can't really tell you why, but it, it was weird. It was a weird thing for me to do because, you know, the poems, they're not written with any sort of song structure intended musicality. Right. There's no melody, right. you know, you got to pull that out yourself and, I I think I think it went really well and I think it lends itself to a sort of odd arrangement like there's not really a chorus and there's well there's not I guess mm-hmm. and there's sort of the instrumentally stuff too that ties it all together and it, and more than that it's just the story of it I think fit in with the way that my songs were
0: Right right yeah were sort of going Do you remember what it was that grabbed you about the poem or initially? <sighs> I'd have to sit down and look at the words probably right. to decide that but
2: um and again I can't remember if that if I knew right away that that had to come after morning doves or if it took the subsequent songs for me to realize where it fit but I knew that it had something and I knew that it that I it could relate right that it belonged cuz I think these. the overarching thing you know of the whole album is just it's funny because I don't know, like, it's kind of a concept album, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know if I can really call it that because, like I said, I only wrote the music to that. And then the next song, I didn't write at all. Okay. But then the two after, you know, and so, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that can be a true, considered a true concept because it isn't all my story. And so I kind of made it a loose, sort of more, I think, I, I think that those songs are what makes it a more approachable and in like relatable and mm-hmm. inclusive story because it's not entirely
0: personal. Mm-hmm. Right. Although it ties together, but they tie
2: you know. into, I think what has become a bigger story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I think that makes it well. That makes it relatable to people, right? Yeah. You know, very, very relatable. Um, well, let's go ahead and play it for people so they know what we're talking about sure. here. Um, <clears throat> I'm here with Luke Hendrickson tonight. Um, his latest album is called A Place to Call Our Own, and uh, we were just talking about this tune, Homeland. So here it is. This is Homeland off of A Place to Call Our Own from Luke Hendrickson, and you're listening to it on the Sound on 89.5 KQAL. <laughs>
1: A tree cotton boat could say.
0: That was Homeland. Uh, that's the third track from, uh, or the fourth track, rather, from uh, Luke Hendrickson's album, A Place to Call Our Own. And I have Luke in the studio with us tonight. Um, so, you know, you were we were talking about uh, where that song came from, and it was a poem. Uh, the next song, you said he didn't write at all. Um, this album in general, um, I want to talk a little bit about the sound, too, in the recording process, because mm. um, you're, because... And now is this album number three, correct? Like full uh, album, full album, two, full two. Album. Full yeah, album. there was okay, the, but yeah. then there was the, uh, the acoustic, thing. the co- comfort food, yeah, comfort food. Yes. <laughs> comfort food. <Yes>. Thank you. <laughs> That's all a I silly could think of was now, pickled yeah. eggs. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, but there seems to be, you know, every time, every effort, there's a slightly different sound, you know. Mm. Um, when you do something, is that a conscious decision, or did that come about just because of the way the songs were turning out, the way you're writing them, or um, you know. again, Is it a different both, players or?
2: Both. Um, yeah, there was a fairly conscious decision to have this be more kind of more warmer sounding okay. and, and more.
0: It sounds more intimate and, to me.
2: Yeah, and less, just warmer and um, a little more minimum, you know. Uh-huh, right. Um, a, couple, a couple of the tracks, two and a half of them, if I'm being specific, were done live.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
2: as cool. opposed to, you know, layering it uh-huh. and all that stuff uh, track by track um, or instrument by instrument. Um, so, yeah, I definitely wanted it to sound a little more stripped down. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is why, you know, yeah, it's it's pretty, uh, What well, you've noticed pretty violin-driven mm-hmm. and electric guitar and, and acoustic. Well, yeah, acoustic. There's acoustic. no pedal steel. And, no the, and the drums, I think, are a little less forward like crystal lounge is pretty driving for the most part right
1: right
0: yeah
2: the songs lent itself to a different sound and i thought well i can't try to do the same thing right right it's not gonna work
0: yeah it's like the drums on this record seem to me to be more uh uh oh gosh it was just on the tip of my tongue but you know a little more supportive and less like like they're driving the car sure you know um yeah, which is really cool to me to hear that kind of laid back in there. It well, just, it's a testament it's more like percussion to you know? the
2: drummer. It's the same drummer, so I had the same drummer, okay. the same bassist, the same um, lead guitarist oh, on, cool. on both albums. Yeah, just addition of uh, the the yeah the backing vocalists were different, and um, and what else? Oh, the violin and stuff, mm-hmm. and then of course on 1987 there's cello and right. um, upright bass.
0: But yeah. Cool! Wow, you got a killer band, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I
2: wish I could have that guy in my band. Charlie Burkett did the um, all the violin and uh-huh. the, and the uh, the cello and the and the upright bass. He's just he's a young guy, phenom. I think he's in like at the Berkeley School of Music currently. Oh, cool. He's like twenty. or oh, wow. you know, he's a young guy. Wow! I think he heard 1987 one time and came, brought all three instruments in and just layered them all wow <laughs> it was
0: amazing yeah <laughs> wow yeah talent like that huh <laughs> which tracks you mentioned that you did a couple uh uh live in the studio which which ones were those um
2: morning Doves, okay and homeland oh cool wow because homeland like again it was such an unusual arrangement mm-hmm. um from a like a playing it perspective that that I think that was the one we had sort of practiced the most because uh-huh. we had started to try to do it live. We're like, this song is goofy. We want to make sure we know it right, <laughs> you know, right. really well because it's got a, a feel, and there's like the you build it up and slow it down, mm-hmm. and right. bring it back up. Right. So we had that one pretty locked down. Yeah, and, and everything
0: then, plays off each other too. Yeah. You know? So I suppose yeah. that's better to play it live.
2: And then the um the last song, which I guess we're not there yet, but... The last half of it, there's that kind of instrumental outro. That mm-hmm. was all done yep. live. Okay. Yeah, because it... Nice,
0: because you guys feed off Well, each we did, other I didn't know how long
2: it. it needed to be. We just kind of okay. felt it, built it up. And, cool. You know, and so...
0: Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, let's, let's go ahead and uh, move on to this whole house. and uh, The old nowhere. house. So, you know it's what? Okay. I, can't, I can't get a... Well, you know why. The PBS show this old house. Oh yeah. So it's it stuck Vila, in my right? head. Yeah. Oh my God. It's stuck <laughs> in my head. I even, cause I, I, that's how I typed it. My fingers just went that way.
2: Oh my God. When I was correcting, reading the proofs for like the, well the album uh-huh. art and the graphic. Yeah. That came back and my guy, you know, oh, wow. I even told, you know, it's was like, it's, that's a jacket says this again. He's like, Oh damn it. I thought I <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. It's all fixed in there now. Okay.
0: <laughs> well let's, let's, let's play the old house. Uh, I'm talking to Luke Hendrickson tonight. <laughs> Thanks for helping me out, Luke. Um, Luke is helping me learn how to interview. Oh so, man! Um, <laughs> 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 so uh, let's go ahead and play it. This is off his latest album, "A Place to Call Our Own." Uh, this is the old house uh, from Luke Hendrickson, right here on the Sound on eighty-nine point five KQA.
1: This old house is falling down, paint is all battered and worn. Chimney stacks falling into the ground, gardens covered in thorns. on the glass Are there still With his own two hands Mama has made it home Then they went off And they parted ways It was left to just crumble and fall Yeah.
0: That was the old house, and that's from Luke Hendrickson. That's off of his album, A Place to Call Our Own. And uh, Luke, thanks for correcting me on the t- on the song oh, title. Man. Oh man, um, I don't want to be a
2: jerk. Well, no, but like
0: you know, it's the that old PBS show. This old house mm-hmm. is out, every time. It's hard for me to even read it. That's what my brain sees, I guess. I don't know. It was a good show, though. I mean, it's a great tune, though. So. Um,
2: well, I wish I could take complete credit for it. I
0: can't. Yeah. So, know? so the old house. I don't know this song. No. Is this a cover? It or? is. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so Josh Bettis wrote it. And, okay. And uh, if you haven't heard of Josh, I imagine a lot of you haven't. He's kind of, he's a, you know, he's a small-timer like I am. Mm-hmm. But he's he's from Wales. Right. Um. He's somebody who, I guess through the power of the internet, you know, I got acquainted with a few years ago. And uh, through him is how I met Mike West. And then these other people and the rogue country people, if you follow any of that mm-hmm. page. Right. And they have a podcast and they curate a really nice Show as well, right? Um, they were the ones uh who I was gonna meet up with when over in the UK the and they UK had the whole tour. thing lined yeah. up and all that, but yeah, Josh is um, I, I just when I first heard of him, I'd listened. He had like I think an EP, I don't know if it's a full album, yeah, he has a little EP out uh-huh. and it's just warm and acoustic. And you e. tell he's just a songwriter, songwriter, mm-hmm, you know, just right. s- stories. And uh, I don't know, like i have been listening to that song in particular on repeat for a while and I had learned it because I had this thing on YouTube I was doing where I'm just covering oh covering other friends songs yeah small cool. timers not doing covers of big songs but right. songs that nobody knows Yeah. Yeah. and so I already knew it right and then when I was kind of just in the middle of writing this I had started playing it with my guitar player at the time and and stuff and then when I started playing it amongst these new songs at the same time, it just all started to feel yeah. like okay, wait a second, this is all part of this story. Like there's a reason I learned this right, song, right? So I don't know. It's just it's just another one of those things. Totally organically, it just worked out. Um, I, I think it fits in the you know the story right, of right. the album. Um, right, it's right in the track listing. It's right in order where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the I thought song, you wrote it. You know, well, I mean, the song is. Uh, you know, it's metaphor, but it's it's a personal story for him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so in that way, again, I think it can be taken however you need it to be taken. You mm-hmm. know, right, right. I I I fear like over-explaining some sometimes. You know, because uh-huh, like because right. there's again there's some very like 1987. There's some very specific, you know, <laughs> <Very> specific <laughs> true extent. to life things that happen, mm-hmm. and then there's more vague notions. And then I'm taking songs that I didn't write, so I don't know. It, it's it's. I'm just really proud of it, and I, I'm i proud of Josh right. for I'm thankful for that he let me have the song. Um, not entirely. I credited him. I mean, if the thing ends right. up selling anything, he'll get some money. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but uh, it's just a great song. Uh-huh. And uh, he keeps telling me that he likes how I did it. And Well, his is, is just acoustic and, right. and voice. Right. It's, it's, you should go listen to it. Yeah, to I'm going to original. after this. Yeah. yeah,
0: for sure. So... Cool. Well, how did have you and Josh uh, met in person yet? No, you haven't. No. Okay, that was to be this
2: that was going to be happening here yeah. And, yeah,
0: next month. So has that been uh, the UK tour? Has that been rescheduled, or is there talk of that at all? Yeah, or they or...
2: want to post. It, it's postponed. It's, it's postponed, not it's not, so it's not canceled. Good. Good. Um, they're cool. they're kind of saying maybe the, the same time next year, but mm-hmm. but we'll see.
0: Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so. How about the other stuff? Like how did you get – so that's – they're in Wales, mm-hmm. right? He and, is. Or yeah. he is. He's in Wales. Is the Rogue Country Group, is that from Wales as well? They're or? British. I think British, they're – yeah. Of.
2: So Mike, uh, Mike's in, I think, Birkenhead, which is Liverpool basically. Okay. So and then of. there's um, um, Alex Tempest. There's a few of them, I think there's a couple behind-the-scenes people. I don't know everybody, uh-huh. but I think it's basically mainly those two or three guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
2: But then, you know, Wales is a different country, but it's
0: small. Right, you know? but it's so small, it's, and they're not that far, you yeah. know, I wouldn't think. I don't so know.
2: I think those guys have, have each met a few times, too, and done stuff. And done stuff but together. they met, I think, online through okay. a mutual love of, cool. like this sort of, of the same music. thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Now, what about uh, this guy in Italy, the... Um, Oh, a country bunker, country medicine bunker, show? medicine show. Yeah, how did you get hooked up with that, or or how did you find out that he was playing your tune?
2: Oh, I probably hey. probably got tagged in something online okay, at some sure, point. Sure, sure. I, I and I'm going to mispronounce his name, so I shouldn't even try to say it. But it's like Le- Lele Gu- Guerra, Lele. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm,
0: um, Italian guy. Yeah,
2: but I think he must. I don't know if the Crystal Lounge uh, right away when that came out. Probably just because the internet, you know, got circulated mm-hmm. on somebody put it out there and they right. sh- reshared that and reshared that and then uh, shortly after that came out, I'm, like a couple of my songs are getting played on this Italian podcast and I'm like, well, that's crazy. And then so I don't know. I kind of hadn't thought about that in a while and then here just recently I saw that, yeah, Minnesota <laughs> specific program that he that's had awesome. programmed and. Uh yeah, so that's always cool. There's a guy in Italy, um Claudio Trazani who's uh written up an, a review for both of my albums. Cool. And just a hes a brilliant writer. Wow. The way he You should read that review so, too. Yeah.
0: A, yeah, definitely.
2: I'm like this guy gets it, you know. And so I don't know there's I'm still amazed by that the fact that it can travel, you know, to these other places. I mean yeah. Um. I try not to take that for granted. I know it's easier to do now with the internet and everything, but yeah. But still. it's still amazing. I mean, there's 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 a gal in the Netherlands who has a show that she that she curates that uh-huh. my stuff gets played regularly. There's a guy wow. in Australia, Eddie White, who's got this long running program called the Cosmic Country Co- Cosmic Cowboy Cafe. Okay. And I get played on there. You know, it, it's amazing. It's wow. so cool. <laughs> did you?
0: So did you? Um was this something you tried to do, like get it out there to other places like that, and in, in these outlets like uh, the podcasts and radio things in other countries, or is this something that just happened? That like, just happened, yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. I mean, wow. I have sent stuff, you know, to oh a minimal amount of maybe radio organizations and okay. and place, press like publications that I know do reviews and things okay, like that. Sure, yeah. But no, as far as all that,
0: wow. no. Interesting. That is really cool. Yeah, and I listened to the uh, the Italian one, the Country Bunker. Yeah, and it was I I, th- I believe it kicked off with Bob Dylan. Yeah, but it was the Jayhawks, street, yeah. and then you. Yeah, you know it was like, damn, like, I don't belong yeah, with man, these guys. Yeah. What the hell
2: is going on? That's awesome. And it was like trampled by turtles and in your Sands. Right. And, yeah. 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 That,
0: <laughs> that is amazing that it can that that can happen. Isn't it no wild? That is so cool. Oh, and also I wanted to ask you about um, something kind of similar because you were telling me that you're trying to your book. And some shows for some people up here that are like yeah. from different parts of the country. Yeah, um, are those people that you've then that you've played with in other places, or um, how did you hook up with people? Like that? Uh, it sounds like you got a big network, a good. Yes, I know. I'm working on it. Okay, uh-huh. um,
2: and that's all been pretty organic as well. Right. Um, I couldn't. It is impossible to say where that would actually start. I mean, when I first started putting myself out there, you know, basically I realized that you're relying on the on the kindness and the thoughtfulness of strangers yeah you know whether it's to take a chance on you to hire you at their place or you go someplace you've never been and they go hey where are you where are you staying tonight well i haven't figured that out yet mm-hmm. well i got a couch and whatever yeah. and so just through all this all of that yeah. i was like okay this is so important you know i couldn't be doing this with any level of of comfort or at all without other people right and then doing it more i realized what that takes. And what all goes into it. So, yeah, people that I would either meet or see online, because a lot of folks, there's not a lot, you know, but some of the folks I've been booking some sh- stuff for are folks that I probably booked them shows before I met them. Okay. But I had seen their interactions online and listened to their music. Sure. And, yeah. and, yeah. Thought, okay, I'm I'm going to take a chance on this as well.
0: Right. right. And so
2: the more I play, the more venues I know, the more people, the mm-hmm. venues trust me to send them folks. Right. Right. Who are going to, you know, uh, yeah do good there and uh so yeah i'm just building relationships you know that's what i'm tr- that's what i'm trying to do as far as that goes right right um yeah
0: i like them i like that you mentioned the venues you play too i wanted to mention that for a minute just because i keep saying in outside of this show as well you know i tell people this like dude I, this guy is the hardest working musician i've met you know like because i see i see your well i just looked before we talked today your uh, your schedule for i believe it was just for march just this next month, and it's like, you're playing all over uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, you know, Mm. down in Illinois, but I see that constantly from you, just like, dates, 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 (laughs) dates, and it'll be out in Wyoming, it'll be out in Montana, it'll be, um, and then I also know... um, my old stomping grounds, where I grew up, over by Arcadia. You play uh, in Pine Creek at Harry's place.
2: Yeah, it's been a while since I played yeah, there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but he, yeah. Harry loves you. Harry absolutely. It's a great loves little you. spot too. I've um, met
2: I've met people there that have got me gigs and other places which like where I'm going this I play a, at muddy waters quite a bit in trempel right and I want to yep. say that the folks there Lacey and uh Mark I think they saw me at Harry's for the first oh, time cool so hey come play
0: nice that's the nice. way it's it, and that's, way that's how it works yeah. you know yeah exactly but it just looks to me like you know because I'll look some of these places <coughs> up and he's like he's playing where in Wyoming? and I'll look it up you know and I'm like <laughs> wow you know that's just like I don't know that just seems fantastic to me it's like hell yeah he's just gonna take his music and he's just gonna freaking do it. I'm stubborn. You know? Know, it, like, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, just, just I love right. that. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Blazing a trail and making friends and making fans, you know, and connections. It can
2: be deceiving, you know, because I, I do keep a pretty full schedule because I have to because it's, you know, this is what I chose to do right for a living. Right. And uh, my wife is extremely supportive of that. So I don't want to take that for granted or neglect that and be gone away from home all the time. So a lot right. of those dates, right. you know, even though if they're in Wisconsin or Iowa or whatever, they're within a reasonable distance, where I can still get, so you home, get home at home, night. You yeah, know. yeah, for sure. But then I will go out for a week or two or mm-hmm. three, or whatever.
0: You right. know,
2: it's all stay around home, slowly build out. Maybe put some feelers a lot farther away somewhere. Come uh-huh, back, come back, expand your home circle a little bit. Go right, somewhere else, right. put some feelers out.
0: Well, and that helps. That helps the timing, I think, too, because then you're not um, playing yourself out in your home region. You know what I mean? Like sure. wearing people out of it. You know. Right. So it gives some time to breathe to come back to another show. Sure, Um, it's just I I think it's a fantastic way to do it, man. I think you're doing great. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing, but thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, none of us do, but you Uh, seem to make it look real, uh, uh, real cool and easy. (laughs) So. Oh, and then I wanted to get to that award show. Mm. Uh, What were the awards that you were nominated? It's Midwest Country Music Organization, right? Yes, correct. What were the two? Four. Four awards. What were they? Yeah, so it
2: was New Artist. And I was like, I was a little confused by that. But then I realized that because of COVID, they didn't have the award show last year. (laughs) Right. And so they combined 20 and 21. Ooh, a lot of competition. Yeah, there was. And so I think that's why I qualified for... New artist, because that was mm-hmm. the year that my first full album came out. So anyways, new artist, um, Americana artist.
0: Okay, wow.
2: Um, songwriter of the year. Nice. And album of the year. Damn. So. Cool, man.
0: I didn't win anything. Cool. but <laughs> But. Still, <laughs> it was fun to cool go. To, yeah. yeah, it's cool to go and uh, uh, get nominated. Did you, you play that night then, too? I did, yeah. Yeah. Okay, how was that? How'd that
2: feel? I, I, I mean, it was over in two seconds, you know, yeah. it's, it's such a whirlwind. I suppose. There's the wh- backstage on something like that, I've never been a part of, you know. Yeah. It's just there's people trying I to know, or, keep everybody mind. in line, and where's this person they're up next? Because there's presenters, there's
0: performers. Right, there's, right. Wow. Uh, How long did you play for? Just one tune or two Yeah, tunes so or? I joined, <clears throat> there was um, Sherwin Linton.
2: Do you know him? Uh-uh, no, I don't. Look him up. He's a, okay. he's a guy, he's older, fellow. he's in his 80s. Ooh. But he's been recording albums since like the early '70s. Nice. South Dakota, and he's—I think he's in like the South Dakota, either whether it's South Dakota Music Hall of Fame or Country Music Hall of Fame. I'm not sure, but okay. one of those. He, and, and then the country, the, the Midwest CMO, gave him like a—I think it was like a, a Legacy Award or a Lifetime Achievement Award a couple years ago. Nice. And uh, he's still touring constantly. And oh, I've heard his wow. name, and uh, Kenny Wilson, who played pedal steel on my first album, uh-huh. uh, plays for him and his band. And oh, so cool. that's how I kind of got to know him right and uh so i finally met him that day and i had exchanged an email with his wife who kind of handles his business and uh they were because of his south dakota tie and my song south dakota which i guess Uh gets a lot of play on the radio stations that they present this show to they Uh wanted to tie that in together okay yeah so he did like an old an old uh he did the the wreck of the old 97 with his band Uh and then he did one of his songs called dusty roads and prairie towns which alludes to his south dakota childhood Mm -hmm. and so i joined him on the chorus for that and then he walked off and then his band stayed with me and did we did south dakota my song so fun
0: yeah fun that is
2: awesome it was fun but then yeah. it's over and you're like oh god did that just happen i hope right, that you know right does <laughs> <So, laughs> anyone get
0: that on tape <laughs> <clears throat> i th-
2: well i think they were recording it yeah
0: do you I, have a video
2: of it or? i don't know oh wow. oh i shouldn't say that no a friend somebody Someone one of my friends was there somebody took a video nice. i saw yeah
0: because i thought i saw a small clip of you online so yeah, yeah probably very cool that is awesome yeah well damn it next year we're going to get you to win one of those yeah so. <laughs> All right, so here it is. Um, I know I mentioned this to you before we started talking on the mics, but um, this next track has quickly, like, real quickly, become my favorite track from hmm. you. You know, um, Ma and Hank Williams. I don't even know how much I like want to. <laughs> I don't know how much I want to say about this until we play it. So maybe let's just play it for people, sure. and then we'll talk about it when we come back. Um, I'm I'm here tonight talking to uh, Luke Hendrickson. We're talking about his latest album, A Place to Call Our Own. And uh, this next track is called Ma and Hank Williams. And you're listening to it on the sound on 89.5 KQAL.
1: With a scrap of a plan A little sense of who I An old Cadillac out for I right. Across the great divide on my own A thousand miles from anything I'd known A thousand miles from anything I'd
0: That was Ma and Hank Williams, that's from the latest album by Luke Hendrickson called A Place to Call Our Own, and I have Luke in the studio with me tonight. Um, Okay, so like I said, that has quickly become my favorite track from you, you know. Um, And that's saying a lot because I played the bleep out of your last album, um, um, uh, Crystal Lounge. (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, And then this one, you know, it's been a few, this one's been out a few months, so, uh, you know, this one was on repeat for a while too, you know, when it first so came glad, out. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, which I love because then, you know, it, it gives you something when you when you find an artist like that, you know, or when I do, you know, there's always something to look forward to then because it's like, "Oh god, what are they going to do next?" you know. <laughs> and especially, you know, like we've talked about this album sounds different, there's a different direction, it's a different artistic statement, you know. And I absolutely love that when it's like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what dude is, does next, you know. <laughs> so that's really cool. But this tune, man, this tune to me, when I hear this song, it sounds like like, like redemption and freedom mm. all at once with like a big dose of like the road, you know. Yeah. This, this, this song feels to me like driving towards the horizon, like out in somewhere like Montana or something, Good. you know, um, okay. with my fist in the air type <laughs> thing, you know there's well there's a specific line when you when you sing the line you know i believe it's let's see if i can get this right with ma on my mind and hank williams by my side yeah i took a cadillac out for a ride yeah across the great divide on my own mm-hmm. a thousand miles from anything i've known did i get that all right pretty much okay yeah, okay pretty much. but that last i mean the whole thing to me just hits me really hard but that last line you know um across the great divide on my own a thousand miles from anything i've ever known it just feels to me like like some like if this were a movie soundtrack that would be like the climax of the movie you know or some sort of turning point where it's like i'm here you know like
2: if you know anyone who wants to put it in a movie man
0: yeah yeah (laughs) i'll ask around uh, all the big directors i know you know (laughs) yeah right (laughs) no thank you
2: um yeah, sorry. I'm no,
0: way. I know that was a lot, but I just I just wanted to say that to you face to face. Thank you. No, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, what it, is that kind of what it's like for you? I mean, is that or is yeah. that just something I latched on to? No,
2: I think know? that's that's. I'm obviously it could be whatever for anybody, but yeah, right, I think right. that's that's right on mm-hmm. point of what it, cool. it makes me feel and the way the you know what I got out of it and what uh-huh. I tried to put into it. Because um, I'm telling okay. a story, you know, it's a it's a. it's a a true story you know i'm Uh thinking back on because i was thinking you know like i said the first song it's you very young small child Mm -hmm. the next one a little bit older child right instrumental leads you to sounds more like teen years type Mm -hmm. of thing this one is after that i'm an adult because i say in the song 21 you know and it's like um well it's true i'm just telling a story about how yeah i i drove out west um not knowing how long I'd be gone, or how long I'd go without seeing my mom, and and all this stuff. And I didn't. Um, you talk about redemption, and um, what was the other one word uh, you said? Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not something I really thought about in that in any sort of deep way at all mm-hmm. until much later, like when I was writing this. Right. That yeah, I was like, oh man, that wasn't a very kind of pivotal time in my young life at the right. time. Because um, i I had nothing. I had nothing going on. I had nothing to show for anything i hadn't done much with my life except just kind of screw around and <laughs> right. party and well,
0: at 21 right yeah I mean, yeah sure most of us.
2: however i was going out there to, to live with a friend of my high school friend of mine who was trying to do something with himself he went out there to seattle mm-hmm. to college and he okay. wanted a roommate you know oh he, cool to he help him pay for rent and i'm like Shit, right. i got nothing going on so yeah that's yeah, so why i went and uh well, that's basically that so it was full of possibilities and, the, and mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't really spend too much time thinking about that the last, you know, fifteen, six, whatever, seventeen years mm-hmm. until I wrote it. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a story that needs to be told because right. it was full of possibility. It was full of who the heck knows what's coming. Right. right. But then also missing home and mm-hmm. you know, trying yeah. to re- just reckoning with with all of that, mm-hmm. leaving it behind and going into the unknown. Right. Right
0: right listening to Hank Williams and, uh-huh yeah exactly <laughs> a little foreshadowing almost yeah. right and um, cuz back then you were probably playing metal I'm guessing or
2: oh yeah so i went out there with my yeah with my bass and my right. and my bass guitar and my amp and i was ready like when i first got out there i think the internet was still fairly you know young but i was get on i think it may be early craigslist or something and i put out some ads like hey oh, i cool. play metal bass and i'm right. looking to do all this but at the same time i had been discovering country music cool and it was right uh-huh. a, right before i left that i had um found hank williams right for real and i went to best buy i think and i got like a awesome. a big 40 song compilation of hank williams and i right. just like for some reason something about it just hit me Wow. and it was nothing like anything i had really listened to uh-huh yeah, I like metal and hard rock at all the time, but I like other stuff. My mom mm-hmm. raised us on Grateful Dead, you know, and mm-hmm. and Lou Harris and all old right. you know yeah. blues and and old rock and folk and the band and all that stuff. Anyways, um but but the starkness like the starkness like the stark, like the stark um, just bleakness and the minimalistic sound of the Hank Williams stuff for some reason just hit me and it was right. such a departure. And so going and not realizing how long I was going to be gone. And I was I hung out with my once the day before I was set to leave on this 1800 mile long journey, you know, mm-hmm. my mom and I, I think it kind of hit us, you know, like, Oh man, I don't want when, when are we going to see each other again? I don't know how long this is going to last or whatever. Right. So, yeah. And I had been like, so we kind of, we did some hanging out and some drinking and mom, do you like Hank Williams? She's like, well, I don't really, you know, that wasn't really on her radar, you know, uh-huh. her dad died when she was young too. And she just had a couple memories of him singing that to the radio. So, oh, wow. it, so I think we helped her revisit that a little bit too. And so it ends up being this, I'm so lonesome. I could cry right, <laughs> just, just right. this sob fest, you know? Right. And so I was literally, you know, listening to this in the CD of this old Cadillac. I had CD oh, player wow. driving across there and That's it's just, awesome. um, and I kind of just never forgot that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I always wondered that, and that's that's what I was—that's exactly what I was getting at, and what I was wondering is this, like, um, I mean, I know it's a—you're uh, talking about real things, you know, from your own life. But I'm wondering—is this a true, like, specific story, or is this an amalgamation? You know, because a lot of times songs will be like, it's true, but I'm taking pieces of this time and this time. This sounds like a specific moment. Yeah, I would say know?
2: yeah. Pr- thinking about it, probably th- at least three quarters of it is completely true. Yeah. Um, there's a, the the verse, kind of the second one about it's more of a general. What is it? What do I say? Um, <laughs> 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 oh, going out into the unknown because it's our knowledge of death and keeps our soul. Uh-huh. Because I was tying in that well, we all got to die sometimes, so let's just go out and do the thing, right? Right. And then Hank Williams died young, and he he didn't get to see his mom anymore. So I just I won't say too much, but there's a there's some Easter eggs in there yeah. too, actually, about Hank Williams Ooh. and stuff. So yeah
0: cool i'm gonna have it to. it was a back little more intentional that,
2: that i think i was used to so that that song was kind of a big one as far as me
0: playing around with stuff too oh, that's interesting yeah. then playing with the process right yeah yeah, yeah. oh i'm gonna listen back to that with that in mind now. which
2: i forgot kind of forgotten about until we started yeah. talking about this so. that is awesome
0: mm-hmm. well uh kids listen to that tune again that's mon hank williams listening for the hank williams easter eggs in there so and uh <laughs> give us a call and see in uh if you find them and um yeah there you go. there's probably no one here but give us a call anyway <laughs> and i probably won't get back to you anyway but if you see me on the street we can talk about it clear for up sure. that voice
2: that inbox man for
0: sure yeah i know i know <laughs> um, i'm terrible i do so it. <laughs> Um, what's up next for you? I know you've got a full schedule for March. It looks like, um, do you have any new recordings that are happening or writing or, um, a tour, anything like that?
2: Yeah. Well, a lot of little mini tours Mm -hmm. within the greater scope. Let's see the end of March. I'm going on a tour. I'm going to be opening nine days for a Nick, Nick Dittmeyer and the sawdusters. Okay. Um, there's somebody you should, you should definitely check out. Um, I think they're from Southern Indiana, Louisville area on the other side of the river. Um, JD Mackinder is the bass player. I've known him for a long time because he's played with a bunch of Matt Woods and Whitey Morgan and stuff over oh, the years. Cool. But so yeah, I've got that. And then um April, I've replaced all my all the postponed UK dates. Um I've got a two weeks full of South and North Dakota and nice. um Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Oh cool. So yeah, those are all and a Nebraska date in there too. And then, yeah, I'm booking stuff for other people and just check my stuff online and, uh-huh, and right. yeah, try to yeah.
0: see where I'm at. Where's the best place for people to uh, find out about dates? Is that Probably Facebook
2: still or... – f- so just dates specifically, mm-hmm. look up Bands in Town. Bands in Town. Just oh, type in my name on Bands sweet. in Town. I do link Perfect. it up on my Facebook, but uh-huh. that's the best place That'll... Facebook, yeah for just dates. And you can click follow and you'll get the updates yeah, when I up, post when new you dates. When post a new date, yeah. But Facebook, you know, there'll be the actual event pages and, and photos and right. – Sometimes dog and cat pictures <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and stuff like for that. For
0: sure, for sure. <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, the tunes, tunes are basically available anywhere you can stream stuff. Um, yes. Bandcamp. Yes. Um, uh, do you sell stuff from your uh, website or is it just? Yeah, the Bandcamp
2: page. Yeah, it's LukeHendrickson.bandcamp.com. Okay. okay, A cool. lot of stuff's on back order right now. There's cool. the supply stuff, you
0: know, right. it's been crazy. Right, and, yeah, yeah. But, but so we can put in merch orders there too, right? Yeah. For shirts and stuff like that cool
2: yep and i run all that myself and i ship them out myself so it's up to me to like update the the counts of how many shirts i have in this size and sometimes i i miss that so just be patient with me. please i'll get it out
0: to you we will be be. um so well luke thank you so much for joining us Um, yeah i mean i absolutely love the album once again you know like i said it's it's great when um when i find someone like you where i really dig your stuff and it's always exciting to see what you do next. So, love the album. Well, I
2: hope I can I can keep it up. You know, yeah, some semblance of it. I do not know what's next. You asked about recordings, right? Um, I have not there yet. Okay, not yeah. there yet. So well, I, I don't I don't know what's next. Right. I have a little little tinglings of ideas in Ooh, my brain. Cool. But. Cool. We're not there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, right now it's time to support this album, right? You know, so appreciate that. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm here talking to Luke Hendrickson tonight. Um, If you just joined us, go back and listen to the show online on kql.org because Luke's got some fantastic tunes. Or, Or, in fact, right now, just go to Spotify or iTunes, Apple, whatever you do. Uh, look it up Luke Hendrickson his latest album is A Place to Call Our Own and uh, again Luke thanks for uh, coming and hanging with us tonight Um, this is another track off the album I believe this is the last track like Chasing Ghosts." so this is the uh, track that closes the record um, Chasing Ghosts" from Luke Hendrickson and it's from A Place to Call Our Own Um, it's a long one (laughs) yeah so so here it is Uh, you're listening to it on the sound on 89.5 everyone have a great night and enjoy uh, some more Luke Hendrickson thanks
2: Bill Thank you.
1: Hundreds of billions of stars in the sky How many of them stand between you and I? Between you and I Trillions of tons of dirt underground How much would I dig up to prove my mind unsound? goodbye possibility none of which will ever bring you back here to me nothing can bring you back so I carry this here guitar and I hold down Shoulder my own way down.
0: Thanks again to Luke Hendrickson for joining us tonight on The Sound. To hear more from Luke, check him out on Bandcamp, Facebook, or your favorite streaming service. For more deep dives into local and regional albums, tune into The Sound every Wednesday night at 6 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from Luke Hendrickson on The Sound. Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kqal.org. Theme music for The Sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark.